The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. edition sports your enthusiasm sports podcast i am your humble host bryce benjamin along with the co-host of the year mr ed ruder i just can't believe that somebody hasn't come and scooped up that title from me yet to be honest with you uh, i'm very excited that uh i haven't lost it yet to be honest with you i mean that, that's tough week after week man i'm, I'm not gonna lie um, I would imagine, man. What what is the uh, what's the preparation factor? Knowing that you got to defend that title week in and week out. Well, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, I got to thank you, of course. Uh, without a humble host, there's certainly no co-host, let alone co-host of the year awards. So, I really owe it all to you, my man. So, that's that's why I give all the all the all the praise and glory right there. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Yo, week five in the books, NFL. We uh, kind of know now, man. I mean, <clears throat> week four, four weeks in, we kind of know what team are the contenders. Um, another week into the books and uh, kind of just strengthens those those thought processes. And, um, man, tough injuries. Man, shout out to Dak. That was, a, that was a tough one to watch. Some surprising moves. Coach got fired. Players got cut. Man, we in the thick of it, baby. Yeah, man. Tra- back, tra- back half of the first half. Back half of the first half, man. And um, yeah, man, where do you want to start? Like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a lot of shit that's been going on this past week. Like literally yesterday, Le'Veon Bell got cut by the by the Jets after they lost their fifth game in a row. Yeah, let's start up, there. I mean, you like, up, up, up pretty well for us. So let's let's start right there. You know, you talked about some coaches getting fired. You talked about Le'Veon. Let's let's start with the, the Le'Veon situation. What's your take on that? Um, so like, like from the reports I was reading and like just the different Twitter quotes and reporter quotes and, you know, uh, no team, no player is bigger than the team is what I kept consistently hearing. So like, I'm like, uh, what is Gates trying to make this guy the scapegoat? <laughs> like, is that, is that what we're doing right now? Is, is Le'Veon Bell's fault since he, since he signed with the Jets? That's the reason why I've been so shitty. Okay. All right. No, no guy's bigger than the team at zero and five. That's that's a really tough statement to make. It's a little different story if you're four and one and somebody's causing problems. Nobody's bigger than the team. You let a guy go. I can see it at zero and five. I mean, it's kind of take what you can get at that point, right? No bigger than a team cut is what the Baltimore Ravens did with Earl Thomas. That's mm-hmm. a no bigger than a team. I don't give a fuck who you is. You're not bigger than this team. When you're zero and five, yeah, he's kind of bigger than the team. <laughs> That news at that point is bigger than the team. You're exactly right. I, I think that's a, that's a classic Adam Gase move right there. I don't understand anything that that guy has done in the last six or seven years, to be honest oh with you. So what a, what a mess out of, out of New Jersey there. Our, our New Jersey Jets got smoked by an Arizona team that was just kind of up and down this year. 
especially the last couple of weeks. They started off two and zero, and then they 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 lost a couple there. So uh, they've been blown out by everybody. The Jets just they're not competitive at they all. They have yet to cover a spread, bro. Like they're automatic bet against and and beat the odds. They're automatic bet against. Like any team that's playing against the Jets that team is going to cover whatever the score is like th- that is ridiculously bad. Well, just a little sneak preview for, for all of our listeners out there. Miami is right now sitting as nine and a half point favorites over the jets. Unbelievable. And as scary as that proposition is, I took them in my survivor pool. I took, <laughs> I took Miami this week. So it was ugly out there. There's a lot of good teams on by and I've already used up quite a few good teams. So I had to take Miami over the jets. I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I have to figure you have literally nothing to be nervous about. Like you, literally. You certainly I'm, made me feel better that they haven't even covered a spread yet. Little not even one, game, one so. bro. And Joe Flacco starting again. And you know, Joe, that's my guy. But there's a reason why he's a backup in New York. And excuse me, in New Jersey. There's a reason for that. Um, Brashad Perryman is like, oh, he might play. Like, there's a reason why he's a first round bust for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Come on, man. This Jets team is a fucking joke. Yeah. This franchise is ridiculous. Their head coach is trash. I don't know what the GM is doing. I don't know what the owner is thinking. Let me let me run the team. I could do a better job than this. I've played Madden. I've built successful franchises. Come on. <laughs> so so there you go. We're playing GM here. What what do you think of Sam Darnold? Do you think any of this lies on Sam Darnold? Or do you think it's just such a chaotic mess around him that you know he could still find success somewhere? Uh but he just he's just not going to there or do you think they could find success there or what's your take on Darnold uh, he's a USC quarterback man they just don't pan out man I'm, I'm sorry I'm not a USC quarterback guy I've seen too many of them I've seen Matt Liner Carson Palmer was the best one and he was above average at best um John David Booty Mark Sanchez like they all are not good Sam Down is just another and don't get me wrong man what the Jets have done to this kid and this franchise, this organization has done to this kid. It sucks. I get it. But he never, even in the draft process was going on, he was probably the least impressive quarterback out of all the, the top five. Like, there's something I can hang my hat on um, with, like, all those first-round picks, maybe besides Josh Rosen. But um, Josh Allen, crazy arm, athletic, Lamar Jackson, you know, we've seen what he did in college. Um, uh, even Baker Mayfield, man. Baker won a fucking Heisman. Like, just like Sam Darnold, I've never seen anything that was like, oh, wow, I got to have that kid. So it, it sucks that his career is going down like this with this franchise. But um, I never thought he was going to be the answer, period. Like, I've never seen it from him at all. So that's my yeah. take on him. There are a lot of pundits out there that say he's a very good quarterback. And uh, even without him, they're as hard as it is to believe miles and miles worse even than what they are now. Like when he didn't play last year due to having, what was it, mono? Yeah. He's got to stop making out with those Jersey girls is what happened there. And he got, he caught that mono, but the Jersey yeah. show a baby. Yeah. He's hanging gotta, out, he's gotta, hanging he's out with stay out of there. <laughs> Jay wow. Yeah, man. I was addicted to that show for a while too. That's crazy. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we started there with the Le'Veon news. Now we're yeah. on to the coach firing that you alluded to. So what's, what's, what's going on there? Tell our listeners what's happening with the coach firing. Yeah, man. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons finally decided to move on from Dan Quinn and also their, their GM um, was the GM Dimitrov Dimitrov. Yeah. Yeah. So they decided to go ahead and cut, 
cut ways with the pairing there. And uh feels like the, this move is a season too late. Um, I mean, ever since Atlanta blew the 28-3 league in the Super Bowl to the Patriots, it's just been kind of downhill from them for their from there. Um, didn't seem like Dan Quinn had the locker room anymore. Like players didn't play for him no more. Uh, you're a defensive coach and your defenses have been fucking atrocious. And uh, yeah, Matt Ryan getting old. His age is starting to show. He's he's starting to lose it. Julio Jones can't stay healthy. Yeah, right was on the wall, man. They should have probably fired him last year. I mean, he won a couple of games towards the end of the year to give the, the fan base hope and save his job. But, you know, like, what did that really do? You, it pretty much took you guys out of a sweepstakes to get one of these elite defensive players that got drafted uh, in the top 10 of the draft. So, yeah, I think uh, Atlanta moving forward will be better off, uh, um, well, depending on how they handle their GM and then their head coaching hire. So we'll see uh, moving forward what they can do. But right now, man, they're pretty much in tank tank ball, right? Like you think they're taking for Trevor Lawrence or J- Justin Fields or the or the kid from North Dakota State? I think for sure it's Lawrence, if anybody. Uh, you know, it's hard to say the teams are in tank mode because obviously the players want to win. But if if there's ever a team that could turn things around quickly, there's a lot of talent on that Atlanta roster. And the crazy thing is they're losing despite the usual markers of a win, right? Like they had Todd Gurley go in for 121 yards last week against Carolina, and they still lost. That, that's usually a hallmark when Gurley gets up over 100 and finds the end zone. That's usually been a W for his teams in the past, and Atlanta just couldn't find a way to get it done. But with that being said, uh, they have a great offense there, and I think Trevor Lawrence, if that's the way that this pans out, could could really make uh, be a difference maker there with a, a good young cast around him. But what I think they need to do, if if it all pans out, we go one in fifteen here in Atlanta, and they they end up with Lawrence. Uh, I think that you have to go all defense after that because that defense is just really bad in Atlanta. I don't think coaching was the whole story there. I think that roster had a lot of deficiencies on defense and just about every team they've played against has been able to exploit that to one degree or another. So yeah, that's the story out of Carolina, Atlanta. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Well, yeah, this one was in Atlanta. Sorry. I thought I had to reverse there for a second. I thought the game was in Carolina, but um, yeah, there's just uh, not a lot of hope on the horizon for Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That is tough, but Hey, you know, I mean, you're on five. <laughs> oh, God, I really don't I mean, got no positive words. Yeah, I, usually, I, I, usually know, got, I, I usually got something positive to say, like, uh, hey, you, got, you can look forward to this, or, hey, you, at least you got this. It's, it's it's funny. That's what was giving me pause there, too. Usually I try to put some kind of a spin on it. Something. I mean, and I, you know, I tried. Uh, you, they do have a good young cast. I really like Kelvin Ridley. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it's it's tough. It's tough. That defense is really bad, and we'll see what they do with coaching from this point on out and kind of go from there, so – yeah, we'll see. Best, best of luck to all my Atlanta fans. Uh, ugh, ugly. Um, Chandler Jones, real quick. I want to get a quick reaction out of you. Chandler Jones, bicep injury done for the season. How big of a deal on a scale of one to 10? How big of a deal is that for the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, we've, we've talked about him uh, being one of the elite pass rushers in the league. You, you, you know, you can put him up there with some of the most productive players in the league. The odd thing about uh, Jones is that he never struck me in watching him, like really passing the eye test, like a dominant player, but he never always, seen him take over games. Yeah. Like he never took over a game. He never, 
you know, came up with a, a huge play that, that I've seen. Uh, I've never watched highlights of an Arizona game and thought, wow, Chandler Jones, he was a difference maker today. And yet he always ends up seem, seemingly very productive by the end of the year. So I don't know whether he's getting sacks at times that, you know, aren't as, uh, you know, aren't as important or um, if he's getting, you know, coverage sack. I, I don't know what exactly is going on there with him, but he never has ever uh, at any point in his career struck me as someone that's just absolutely dominating a game. And maybe that's, you know, to my detriment, maybe I haven't seen that personally out of him, but uh, what are your thoughts there? Um, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. And, and don't get me wrong. Chandler Jones is a hell of a player. And uh, I just don't like this Cardinals team. I don't know about them no more. They just blew out the jets, obviously, but uh, something about Kyler, man, it's, it's something about him as, as, as electrifying as he is. And as, as uh, fun as he is to watch, um, it just seemed like he just does uh, like, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, he just does a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> And uh, I think it puts his team in bad positions and I think it's going to hurt him uh, for this season and in, in the long run where they're still in this division. They can still win this thing or at least get a playoff spot. But I feel like that once they start going against these elite teams, like they still got to play Seattle, they still got to play LA, uh, they still got to play San Fran. It's like, again, they're the pushover team. Um, I can see them just kind of slipping. And uh, yeah, yeah, I hate to say it because I really like that. I really like Kyler and I really like that offense, but um, I don't know. Like, and then on top of that, with the other, the rookie they drafted, Simmons, like he hasn't been on the field at all. So that's been kind of interesting. I don't know, man. It just seems like this might be a little bit of like turmoil brewing in AZ, brewing in AZ. And I haven't read nothing or heard nothing about it. Just kind of just looking from the outside in. But that's just my kind of thoughts on that one there. Okay. I, I can kind of dig it. I, I, I've been watching a little bit more of Kyler Murray. He's got kind of a weird throwing motion too. He kind of, you know, puts the ball across his entire body as he's throwing. I don't know if you've seen that at all. He almost, and it's, it's true. Is it you know, like he he's was, throwing a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great baseball player, obviously. And uh, he does have a very weird, especially on his deep balls. You throw, it looks like he's almost like an outfielder throwing, throwing to home plate. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of puts his whole body into the throw. So it's a little bit interesting, kind of takes his eye off the target a little bit. That might hinder his accuracy in the long run. But I, I called it at the beginning of the season. I said, this is a very interesting team. They're a very fun team to watch. I mean, Kyler Murray threw for 380 yards last week on the obviously beleaguered Jets there. But um, I don't know. I, I don't. They don't strike me as like a playoff team. And uh, to the point where you said it doesn't matter, uh, you're, you're probably right. It's probably immaterial, despite the fact that he's a great player and would obviously help them. I don't think with him or without him, they would have made the playoffs this year. So you're, you're probably in an end-all, be-all fashion correct there. How about that injury to Dak, man? Like, out of anybody I feel terrible for, like, it is him. That was, first of all, the injury was just, was, was gross to watch. When I, and watching it live, like, you seen it, and then they put the camera on his ankle. You just see it, like, twisted. I'm like, oh, my God. So you see that happens, and you just think, like, fuck, man, this dude did not get his contract. And uh, where did, like, what happens now? Where, what, you know, where did they go from here? Where does he go from here? Well, that's that's really tough. That's what a lot of the talk around the league has been. Obviously, some of the first words coming from some of the uh, analysts out there. I know Stephen A. Uh, you know he really likes to to ride the the Cowboys fans big time and just get all over them all the time. But he was you know kind of just sad and just sullen looking, and he came on and wished Dak the best. I thought that was kind of a classy thing, and it was kind of a cautionary tale to young players to go and get that contract. Even if it's not exactly what you're looking for, 
uh, sign that long-term deal. Uh, we've, we've seen it. Uh, look what happened with Le'Veon. You know, he, uh, okay, he got his deal, but ultimately it seems as though it, it's going to be a problem for him moving forward because uh, that year off and then subsequently going to the Jets, a terrible team that were able to pay him the most money, we see that he's already gone. So, uh, you know, that, that sitting out, waiting for a long-term deal, uh, hoping for, you know, more money when you're being offered. What, what was the offer, Bryce? It was something like, uh, I think it was like $100 million over five years or something like that, right? It's about for Dak. For Dak, the original offer that he turned down. They originally was get offering like uh, like 35 mil a year. Oh, my God. See, it's insane. You know, you don't take that yeah. and, and look yeah. what happens now. And I get it. You, you, you're gambling on yourself, but uh, in the NFL, you're, you're always that one play away from having a really detrimental injury to, to answer your question in full, where you said, you know, what do they do from here? Uh, The good news for Dallas is they've got a very capable backup, probably the best backup in the league. So they're probably the most equipped to handle an injury like this of any team in football. They're going to have all kinds of weapons around Andy Dalton now. So uh, they might be okay. They, they might be okay here. And, And moving forward, I think Dak comes back. If Dak comes back, he's the starter obviously it doesn't look like he'll be back anytime soon. He's going to have some rehab. He's going to have to, uh, you know, have a good, strong off season and, you know, hopefully be ready to play sometime next year. But the thing is now you, you don't know what he's going to be coming back. Uh, you know, that an ankle that's, it was ugly too. Uh, you, you made mention of it. It was not pretty and it looked, it looked pretty awful. So, yeah, that looked like uh, Gordon Hayward when he broke his like um, first game with playing for Boston against uh, Cleveland. His fight came down awkwardly, snapped his leg, and like I just remember that image. That's the same shit, same image I got when I looked at Dak. Man, that shit was gross. But yeah, man, hearts out to him, man. Hopefully he can recover. Hopefully he can bounce back and uh, reclaim his spot. Um, moving forward though, for Dallas, like Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, good backup quarterback. Um, could he lead this team to what, maybe eight victories, seven, eight, nine victories? Yeah, possibly. They're very talented, but, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up the scoring and like Dak did, because it's not like, uh, he could just come in and be a game manager. Like he has to put up points because that defense is still shitty. <laughs> like yeah. that's still probably one of the shittiest defenses in the league right now. So can he come in and win these shootouts? I don't know. Yeah, this Dallas team is just not good. Uh, Dallas needed two TDs being taken off the board via penalty and a last-minute scoring drive to get by the 0-5 Giants for their second win of the season. And let's not forget, their first win of the season came against the hapless Atlanta Falcons that we already spoke about on the flukiest onside kick of all time. So this Dallas team is not good. Uh, The injury to Dak, I think, makes them worse uh, you know, all in net worse. It's, it's a loss for them, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I don't see them making the playoffs here unless, unless Andy Dalton's got some magic in that uh, red rifle of his bro. I can see them making the playoffs though, because this division is that bad. Like they're competing against the Eagles and, and the, the Washington football club. So true. They're, they're like, I don't know. Are they, they're currently number one. They're currently first place in the NFC East with as, as bad a record that they are. Now, if they get into the playoffs, will they be, like, any effective? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'm not picking them to win any games once they get there. So, but, um, yeah, this just goes to show how bad a, a division can be. And even with 
how bad the Cowboys defense and now the injury to their starting quarterback, they still probably would be the favorites to win this division. You're, you're going to laugh at me on that, but I, it's, I love it. I think it's exciting that the New Jersey football giants are 0 and five and two games out of first in the division. Like I, I, yeah, I, it's laughable and it is sad and kind of pathetic, but it really makes it fun. Like New York, excuse me, New Jersey could put together a string of three wins and be in first place in this division. It's insane. It really is absolutely insane. And what I've been rooting for is every team <laughs> with the higher division record or the higher record in general to lose. Uh, just to, I, I really want to see go down to the wire, like, like a 4-11 and one division winner is what I'm looking for there. I think it would be a lot of fun. That would be so gross. That'd be so gross. And if it would be a fucking shame of themselves, they'd let that team play in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh man. Did how about that that uh shellacking yesterday, man? Um I learned something, Ruder. I learned I learned something that the Titans are for real. The, the Tennessee Titans, man. I hats off to them boys. Um, I mean, albeit they had what 16 days to prepare, but uh I mean to not practice for basically two weeks and then to come out and and dominate completely dominate um arguably one of the top five teams in the nfl up to this point well wow. i think we i think we learned that derrick henry is for real uh he added a moment for his highlight reel forever uh he is now one of the most popular memes on the internet uh, him Man. just throwing aside with one hand josh norman uh but i think i think you're right i think that what what I discredited about this game, the reason I called this game incorrectly beforehand was I really thought that the time off was going to be a detriment. And I really thought that the fact that so many of their players and, and staff members had gone down with COVID, it, it was a bit more turmoil than I thought. It looks like there wasn't at all. They came in prepared. Like you said, they had an extra few days to prepare for Buffalo, which really seemed to help. And I think the Bills kind of imploded. I don't, I don't know what happened there. I mean, teams are going to have bad games and what you got to hope as a Bills fan is just, this is just one of those bad games because on the one drive, three false starts in four plays that, that pushed them back. Yeah, that was uh, terrible. The, the fumble, uh, excuse me, not the fumble, the interception out of the gate. That was essentially a fumble because Josh Allen hit the receiver right in the chest and the ball pops up and gets picked off. There was nearly a pick six. That was Josh Allen's fault where they, uh, the, the player who intercepted the ball took it back about 70 yards and nearly mm-hmm. scored a touchdown there. The Bills just uh, all facets of the game were were terrible and it showed. And um, you you can't put in that kind of a performance against a team like the Titans and expect to come out with a victory. Yeah, that's a fact, man. Um, hats off to Tennessee. Like that game reminded me a lot of Baltimore's loss against uh, a Tennessee in the playoffs where like Buffalo's like moving the ball and Josh Allen finding his receivers. And then boom, a tip, a, a receiver goes off his hands or his shoulder pads up into the air. And Tennessee gets a turnover, converts it into a touchdown. I was like, damn, this looks oddly familiar. And then next thing you know, Tennessee is up 28 to 10. I'm like, I've seen this story before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, if I'm a Buffalo fan, I wouldn't keep, I wouldn't be too upset. Like no no team wants to get blown out. Nobody wants to see that, especially on a primetime game. I've been there, trust me. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that if I'm a Buffalo fan, I wouldn't panic. I I would say that you think there are some things that you need to clean up. Like you said, three false starts on offensive line in one drive that is ridiculous. 
And um, that defense, man, they was just getting gashed by the run. Like the, the Tennessee running backs, Derrick Henry, we've seen what he did to to, uh, to Josh Josh Norman. And then uh, the other running backs, the backups was looking really good, like just running up the middle. So they got some things to figure out there in Buffalo, man. That defense is not what it was last year by a long shot. And um, yeah, Josh Allen, as good as he's been this season, he uh, does, he can't just make those those mistakes anymore. Like throwing into just trying to trying to make a play and, and trying to throw it into double coverage and then throwing a pick in your own red zone. That's that's you know no, that's a big no no. So you know they'll be all right though. Does that the AFC is stacked, bro? The AFC yeah. is stacked, man. This 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 conference like right now, what Kansas City got to be the, the the favorites you would think, right? But they just took a loss to, to the Raiders. Like they just lost to the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, man. Yeah, that was a that was a great game too. By the way, I watched that one start to finish in lieu of the in lieu of the Bills game this week. The the Vegas and Kansas City game was on. I'll tell you, that was a hell of a show both ways. Uh, the NFL with this these high scoring games nowadays. You look up and down the the slate of games, just every team you know puts up thirty points. It's insane, but uh, it was great. It was a great football game back and forth. Uh, Las Vegas kind of stayed out in front early, and despite the fact that Kansas City kept sticking around, kept sticking around. A lot of credit to Las Vegas there because we saw, again, a very, very consistent, very efficient Kansas City offense came in and did their thing, put up 32. And generally, that's going to be enough for a Kansas City team to beat you. But, uh, hey, man, you you know I like Derek Carr, and, and he did his thing. Uh, Henry Ruggs looks like a great addition. Looks like a drafting speed finally has paid off for for Vegas fans and the Davis family. Uh, he looked terrific. And, and I'll tell you, that Waller, Waller is a gamer. I've said it week after week. He he's an impressive specimen, man. So, uh, all due respect going to him, and um, you know, I guess good for the good for the Raiders. John Gruden got these boys playing. Um, yeah, like yeah, it's it's nice because Kansas City last year like completely blew these guys out, and um, I kind of just written it off. Like I looked at this game, like okay, this is easy pick. Kansas City, they're gonna kill them. But uh, no, for Las Vegas to go into Arrowhead, like this game was in KC. Let's keep that in mind as well. And it's not the same KC that it usually is where the, the crowd is rocking. But that's still very impressive. That's still very, very impressive. And um, yeah, shout out to the Raiders. they looking this, really good, looking really solid. One other thing, I can't quite put my finger on it. I, I don't know what it is because Kansas City at times look like they're rolling. They just don't strike me as the same team as last year for some reason. And I don't know exactly what it like they don't scare me as much as the kansas city team did last year do you know what i mean i know that they beat the ravens on what was probably an off night for the ravens but uh kansas city's played teams a lot more closely they have than last than last year i feel like last year they were blowing some teams out they look they look like way more explosive last year do you know what i mean and i I haven't seen a lot of that this year now there was a long touchdown that was beautiful that was taken off the board due to penalty but i i don't know what it is I, I they're I obviously it's... still the class of the AFC. They're a great team. I just, I, and I don't know whether it's just insane recency bias just because they lost this week, but they they just don't scare me watching them like they did last year. And I, I don't know if there's any truth to that for you, but no, I feel what you're saying. It's I think it's um I think teams have a game plan now that it kind of works to take away those, those explosive plays that we've seen from this team in the past where like we seen, like the only team that didn't do it was my fucking Ravens because we, we just want to stick to our guns and, and blitz cornerbacks and shit against Patrick Mahomes instead of having them cover the <laughs> fucking receivers that's killing us. But um, every other team that played them so far, they've rushed four or rushed three 
Well, they rushed four for the most part. And then New England had brought in a new wrinkle where they rushed three and then kept a spy on Patrick Mahomes so he can't kill him with his legs. And it's made those Kansas City drives last a lot longer. Um, it takes a lot longer for them to get down the field and score. And they're still scoring points. Like, like Pat Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league or one of the top two, and he's going to make those plays and, and score touchdowns. But those quick strikes where, you know, remember like the second quarter of games, they was dropping 28 in a quarter. <laughs> and yeah. then like the game yeah. is essentially over going into the yeah. second half. Like that is no longer happening where now like going into the second half, they may have like 14 points or they may have 17 points. And now those other teams, because their defense isn't elite. They're, they're a very good defense. Don't get me wrong, but it's not an elite defense and they have their weaknesses and you can run on them and uh, you can score points. You can score points against this team. So um, I feel you. I feel you. KC, as good as they are, they're still the class of the AFC. They're still the class of the NFL, in my opinion, until they're, that that throne is taken from them. But um, I feel like any team, as long as they stick to a fucking solid game plan and not blitz their cornerbacks, then they will have a shot. It's it's interesting because this is a team that uh, you know, none of these teams had any offseason uh, really to speak of. No preseason game. So it may be. That as you've called it, the back half of the first half, this this may be where we're starting to see teams kind of put it together. And I just haven't seen it yet from Kansas City. Uh, Andy Reid's a great coach. I'm sure he'll have it figured out. And, you know, by, you know, week eight or nine, this may, this team may just be absolutely rolling and look unstoppable. They just, they haven't felt that way to me yet. Maybe it was a combination of the two games that I watched them play, where this one where they lost, and week one where they played a very tight game. Uh, who was that against the Chargers? Yeah, in week one. Yeah, now, not was that week one? I'm pretty sure it was week one. Yeah, they, yeah, they opened yeah, up yeah. the season, right? Yeah, and yep, uh, yep. that game was really tight too. So uh, I'm very interested to see how they play moving forward. But I, I have a feeling that they'll be okay. But just they they've got some work to do. It shows you that nobody's nobody's perfect in this uh, free agent era, right? No, week one, they played the te- uh, Texans. That was a Thursday night the game. The Texans was the Thursday night game? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Week yeah. two, was, I think they played the Chargers. That's when Herbert made his debut. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. And then, uh, like, in the NFC, in the NFC side of things, right now, like, the Seahawks are 5-0, and right? But it doesn't feel like a, like, a good five and zero, oh. like it's not. You know what I mean? Like they haven't. Their defense obviously is, is terrible, like historically terrible. Like everything, you're going to have a, a shootout. Bet the over on them almost every time. And Russell Wilson is just doing phenomenal things right now in the football him field. Uh, him and that DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, like that connection is the best in football right now for my money. Um, but it doesn't feel like the Seahawks team. I, like, I don't fear them. Like, if I'm an NFC team and I, if I have to go play the Seahawks, it's not like, fuck. It's not like I'm going to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like, as much as we just talk about this KC Chiefs. So, like, that's just kind of feel I got from them. I don't know what it is. Like, Russell Wilson is great. He's an MVP right now. But I just, they just don't feel like a clear-cut favorite to me in the NFC right now. I can totally appreciate what you're saying because they strike me very much like Kansas City. And I think that's a product of what I was saying, where every team is kind of flawed. And with Seattle, it's mainly that they can't put any pressure on the quarterback, but also that in general, that's led them to have a very bad defense. And again, what I said kind of came true. They played another tight game. Yes, Russell Wilson was able to run a drive all the way down the field and ultimately take the take the win for the team. 
Um, but that's not, that's not going to happen every week. And they, I feel like they've been lucky to squeak by a couple of games or some bad coaching there by Zimmer. Uh, you know, you're up five late in the game with the ability to kick a field goal. You go for it and then allow Seattle to come down the field and score. Uh, I thought that that was just, you know, not good. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm not a coach in the NFL, and I guess the analytics say to go for it there. But, man, easy opportunity to put yourself up eight. I'd be taking that all day, but to, to the greater point here with Seattle, obviously a dynamic offense. Uh, they're going to, I think they're going to be just fine as far as making, making the playoffs, but they're certainly, they're certainly flawed. This isn't a team that's, that's unstoppable as their five and O record would, would have you think. So. I think that's the one thing, like you said, that I, and I kind of want to um, touch on that point that you made. There isn't one set dominant team that we could just, hang our hat on and say, okay, that's the team that's going to be representing this conference in the Super Bowl. On the AFC side of things, most people, majority of people are going to pick the Chiefs based on what they did last year and also Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And that's a smart pick. But at the same time, you got six other, four or five, six other teams that look really good. Buffalo, they could be there. Baltimore, they're still hanging around. Pittsburgh, they're still undefeated. Fucking Tennessee, they're still undefeated. We seen what they just did the, uh, yesterday. Um, Cleveland, Cleveland has got their shit together now, and now they're looking like a true contender, and they can run the ball on anybody. So it's it's gonna be like one of those things, like you know the the old uh, boxing saying: style makes matches, style makes fights. And uh, I think it's gonna come down to that once these playoffs get going is going to be which team is matching up with which team and which style is going to be able to impose their will on the other. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to it. This is a, this is, a, is a, an exciting season, man. Every fan base is excited right now. Everybody's feeling good. Well, not everyone, but you know, all the teams right now that's uh, five or four and oh and five and one and shit like that. So yeah, man. Is that I've got to tell you, I, I share your feeling of of looking forward to the games down the stretch. Like you mentioned, there's there's a lot of teams out there that could do some damage in the playoffs. There's and there's some sneaky teams that have kind of played above their stature or what you would have thought would have been their stature. Like Carolina is one for me. Already made mention of how bad Atlanta is, so it could be a product of just Atlanta being that bad. But even without uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, this team has found some success, and they've got a great wide receiving core there. And I'll tell you what that Mike Davis can play too. So uh, a, a well-coached team. I think Matt Rule has, has been great for them. And how about a shout-out for Teddy Bridgewater, another 300-yard passing game? Uh, he looks like he looks like he could be the real deal there. So Carolina's good, man. Yeah. They're, That's they're a good team. All-around good team. Uh, I, I really like how, how they play. And I, I'm very excited moving down the stretch to see teams like that uh, that, are, that are kind of on the cusp of being good to kind of uh, – line up against some of these teams that we've seen already are, are, are very good. Um, I'm excited for this week's beat the odds already, man. A, a cool slate of games coming up this week and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Speaking of beat the odds, I got a, um, a bet that uh, I think you should go capitalize on. Oh yeah. And this is one, this one's for the listeners. Here's a, here's a sneak peek on this Spo- one. Spoiler alert. It's coming out now. Yeah. It's good. This one I got to cool. get off my chest. Cause I'm, I'm right. going to go better tomorrow. Um, right right now, Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens are our favorite against the Eagles minus seven and a half. It started off at seven. I'm mad. I didn't get it at seven, but seven and a half. I still like um, bet the house because we're going to blow them out. Like this game is going to be bad. Ruder. That's my lock of the week already. That's going to be a blowout. And uh, yeah, bet the house on that one. That bad, huh? That bad. It's going to be that bad. And trust me when I did this last time, 
Um, I said, uh, what was it? Was it uh, week number two against Houston? I looked at the line and I said, like, oh, wow, that's all we're favored by? Bet the house. That's the lock. Boom, do it. Trust me on this one, guys. I know my shit. I know my Ravens. I know this Philadelphia Eagles team. I, I followed them very closely. As well as they played against Pittsburgh. I get it. Like they was in the game the whole time. There was a lot of fluky shit that went on for this Eagles team. For them to be in that game, this team is bad. That Eagles team is not good. Go bet the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love the sneak peek. Uh, I love I love where your head's at. Uh, were were there any more games you wanted to touch on here? What what else what else strikes you as interesting when you look up and down week five? Um, nothing else really stood out. I mean, <laughs> Tom Brady not knowing it was fourth down <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great moment for me. Just uh, just one of those things, right? I mean, it happens in sports. It it just usually doesn't happen to Tom Brady when the game's on the line. So kind of that juxtaposition of that goofy mistake happening with such a a veteran guy who's been known for being clutch his entire career is, is, is definitely very funny. But uh, I think, you know, that, that Tampa Bay team, that's a, that's a team that I put up there kind of like with Carolina. They've got a lot of talent, uh, maybe more talent on paper than Carolina, but they're kind of flawed too. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun down the stretch, man. Uh, I love that, that Chicago led by Nick Foles, another surprising upset of a Tom Brady team. Uh, you know, any football fan has to kind of love that. But hey, Nick Foles is Tom Brady kryptonite, baby. That's can't right. do nothing with that boy. That's right. There's <laughs> he just he can't get by him. But uh, uh, another game that stood out to me, if I'm being honest, though, that I wanted to talk about a little bit was how about my Miami Dolphins? That was Miami that was Dolphins, the, Miami Dolphins. Fins up, man. I'll, I'll tell you, that was a, a bizarre game. I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I. I really thought, you know, the way San Francisco's handled themselves with all the injuries that they bitch Jimmy G, bro. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, a straight up benching. Y'all, y'all made San Fran bitch Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, that I did not at all see that coming. Uh, a forty-three seventeen pounding. Uh, that that's all I really have to say about that. And it honestly wasn't even that close. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I'll tell you, it that's the difference of getting. Ryan Fitz magic or Ryan Fitz tragic and bro y'all when had magic shows up it's Miami can hang with anybody it was 30 to 7 going into halftime y'all could have hung 50 on them easily y'all could have yeah. easily hung 50 or 60 on them hey I just yeah. like took the gas like took the foot off the pedal that was ridiculous man yeah. that, was that was ridiculous that, that for me was the shock of the week uh absolutely I feel you because we all picked San Fran to win that game yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah outright we, at home, no less. Miami yes. went in the, went into San Fran and did that to them. Stumped a mud road. Yeah, so. shout out to your Dolphins, man. Two and three, man. Y'all still got playoff hopes, man. Two and three. Yeah, I mean, in a division where the the schedule is very tough, you know, for everybody across the board. So the Patriots don't seem like they are what they were, and the Bills we saw got exposed this week, and they've got some defensive problems and a very very tough stretch of games coming up. So. Interesting, man. And I, I like Brian Flores a lot. I think he's he's really got the guys playing for him. It seems as though everybody on the team is bought in. Uh, and uh, when when everything's clicking, we, we've seen that uh, that offense can play. So uh, that was that was one that stood out to me there as just a absolutely bizarre occurrence. Shout out to your Dolphins. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Yeah, that's everything I wanted to talk about. You got anything else you want to touch on? Uh, aside from the fact that I would like it known that 
you know, I've, I've been picked on, I've been ridiculed, I've been harassed, uh, I've been yeah. harangued, I've been beat up. And uh, why? Over those Minnesota picks. <laughs> and I'll be damned if they don't lose every week, but cover that damn spread. Just like we said, the Jets never cover the spread. Minnesota is going to cover that spread. And I got uh, primetime Kirk out there. Hold again. on, hold on, hold on. What? So when what? you pick, when you're picking your Minnesota Vikings, you're picking my- them. You're picking them to win. No, you, you pick them to win. No, not just re- cover. Let me remind you and okay. our faithful listeners out there uh-huh. that when we're playing beat the odds, when we're out there giving our picks, that is for betting purposes. Right. The spread. Okay. They keep giving Minnesota. You keep giving Kirk Cousins points. He's going to lose that game for you, but not by much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, hey, I'll take him every week. <laughs> it sounds like such like a fucking 90s movie. Like, oh, it is. Hey, hey, listen, we may not win them all, but we're going to keep it close, damn it. That's the speech that, that Zimmer is. has given him. <laughs> yeah. You like that? Like that, Kirk? Yeah, I mean, hey, you you you've been you've been nailing them, man. I got to give credit where credit due. You've yeah. been you've been saying Minnesota's going to cover, so so they're they're there, man. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna that's my little that's my little preview of beat the odds this week is look out for Minnesota again. I'm sure. <laughs> oh man, shout out to Captain Kirk. Listen, man, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this episode, we really do truly appreciate you guys. We have a lot of fun doing this. Um, we hope that you have fun listening. We hope that you enjoying the content. And uh, tell a friend, tell somebody to come listen. Give us a shot. Give us a sponsor. We want some. We want a water. We want a water sponsor. That's the first sponsor I want, Ruder, for this podcast. I would love a water sponsor, uh, preferably. Something that, uh, you know, is a, like a lower level water sponsor. So that way we can kind of grow together. And uh, yeah, just kind of go from there, man. That's what I want. Do you know Curtis Jackson at all? Uh, Do you know him at all personally? Can you reach I, out to 50 Cent by any chance? Because wasn't he involved in like a life water? Didn't he have a major deal? Yeah, but um, I have been trying to get in contact with him. He has yet to reach me back. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, in fairness, he's been very busy, so that's probably has nothing to do with you. That's that's him. That's on him. So you heard that 50 cent? That's on you. You heard that 50 cent? <laughs> <laughs> but either way, drink lots of water, stay hydrated, and uh, stay healthy so that you can keep tuning in every time we push out the new content, whether it be something like this where we're just kind of talking football, whether we have a themed episode like just recently with our top duos. Hey, I didn't release that yet. Hold on. Hey, that's coming soon. That's a, that's it a, is, yeah. that, that's that's a great one. And then of course our beat the odds segment. So keep listening, stay healthy, stay safe. Can't Take wait to hear Bryce, tell the people how to get in touch with us. You can go follow us on Twitter, SYE Pod, go and like our Facebook page, Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast. Email us, Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast at gmail.com. You heard what the man said. Drink more water, take your vitamins. Love everybody. Everybody love everybody. E-L-E. And y'all take I like that. that.